Our psalm tonight is Psalm 65, found on page 416. Watch, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight, or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 65 on page 416. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me, O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receivest unto thee. He shall dwell in thy court, and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation. Thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of them that remain in the broad sea. Who in his strength satisfasts the mountains, and is girded about with power. Who stilleth the raging of the sea, and the noise of his waves, and the madness of the peoples. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid of thy tokens, thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee. Thou visitest the earth, and blesseth it, thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water, thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain, and blesseth the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. 
They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. The fold shall be full of sheep, the valleys also shall stand so thick with corn, that they shall laugh and sing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the twenty-eighth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Also I will make justice the measuring line, and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you, for morning by morning it will pass over, and by day and by night it will be a terror just to understand the report. For the bed is too short to stretch out on, and the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself in it. For the Lord will rise up as at Mount Perizim. He will be angry as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his awesome work, and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. Now therefore do not be mockers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a destruction determined even upon the whole earth. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the book of Revelation. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. 
Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is, and who was, and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, who has power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and did not repent of their deeds. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons, performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Blessed Lord, who has caused only all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Interesting, at the end of this uh, week in which we've um, prayed and asked that the, uh, the Holy Scriptures mold us, bend us, uh, make us into God's people, um, we're looking at a pattern that gets repeated throughout history. It's interesting to me that in the time of Isaiah, he's talking about the rebellion of the people, uh, especially the leaders, the priests. Uh, earlier this morning, we read that they were drinking and, and uh, taken by drunkenness. They were making fun of the prophet, and they were going to receive judgment. And this is the same attitude that we saw in the Exodus when we saw um, people murmuring against Moses. We've seen it um, throughout time um, through the book of Judges as we went through that this year, that people would forget who God is and who they are in relation to God, and then the judgment would come on, the, on them and they would have to cry out to God. And so we see it again. We see it after Jesus. We see it in the, in the church where the people are, are um, persecuted and killed and 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 get, you know have to live in a lot of trouble through this time because people don't believe that God is God, and so this is like a, um, a cycle that never ends. And I think it's important to remember that um, the Book of Revelation, in particular, was designed or was the purpose was to give us comfort and to help us remember that no matter what happens and with all the bad things that are happen happening or what happened in that time or in the time of a Christian life, that God prevails. 
and that all the powers uh, that go against God, the powers of Satan and uh, the powers of evil don't don't prevail over over God's goodness for towards us. So um, that's just something to remember. And I think that's one of the main lessons of Scripture is that the remnant who's faithful will come to uh, glory and the and the people that aren't faithful will come to judgment. So we see in Isaiah, uh, we read these verses this morning. I, I saw them and they kind of fit in with what went this morning, 14 and 15 of chapter 28. But it's also a good start to uh, tonight's passage where they belong uh, as far as our reading assignment. So it's talking to the people who are scorning the Lord and they rule the people in Jerusalem. In Jesus' time, I don't know if we even realize this, but the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, they were all rich. And they were, um, you know, kind of encumbered. Not, you know, they, they had enmity toward the Romans, but the Romans made them rich. So they, they would do about, uh, there was kind of this uh, unholy fellowship, but it didn't have anything to do with God. And when God himself came amongst them, they rejected him. So these people said, we, we won't, we aren't going to die because we've made a covenant with death and with Sheol, we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. It was interesting. I was talking to some people today and we talked about how people make agreements. And if this happens and I do this, then nothing bad will happen to me. And it's a contract we make with life, but it only has one signature on it as far as God doesn't sign that. So what God says is uh, your covenant with death will be annulled. Uh, your agreement with Sheol will will be um will not stand and then one of the greatest prophecies is in verse 16 behold i lay in zion a stone for a foundation a tried stone and a precious cornerstone a sure foundation that's a messianic prophet prophecy so for the people who followed god and there were people that followed god this is something they could hang on to and even as they witnessed judgment against the um their fellow man who who did not follow god they they could know that that the end that they knew what it was and they could count on it. So let's see, the destruction in verse 22, just a note that at the end it was determined even on the whole earth. Moving into Revelation, it's just interesting. We could go through each bowl, which I promise I won't, but each one of them is kind of um, related to one of the um, plagues in Egypt and what happened already. It's up there. Um, Egyptian plagues on steroids, it looks like, because they're so they're so immense and, and they affect the whole world, not just that one part. So the um even down to the fifth bowl where the even on the throne of the beast is going to be judged. So all the all the evil is going to be judged. And I, I mentioned yesterday we know what the end is. Our job is to sit and watch and and take part in it and as it plays out. And verse 15 says, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. So we have to stay steadfast and faithful. I wanted to um, to end, I think one of the things that I mentioned this morning, we, we heard uh, the Jesus was in the boat, he was asleep and below deck, and the storm came and the disciples got upset. And I mentioned that to me uh, this morning, what I saw was that our lives are gonna have those storms too. But in anything we do, Jesus is always with us. And so we just have to have confidence and trust and, and be willing to ride out the storm with him rather than uh, trying to make everything okay for ourselves. So I wanna conclude from a thought with a thought from Henry Nowen. And it's uh, always a reason to hope. I am increasingly impressed by Chris, the Christian possibility of celebrating not only moments of joy, but also moments of pain, thus affirming God's real presence in the thick of our lives. A true Christian always affirms life because God is the God of life, a life stronger than death and destruction. In him we find no reason to despair. There is always reason to hope, 
even when our eyes are filled with tears. Thank you. Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you to Rochelle for reading and um, responding and helping me out. Um, look forward to seeing you tomorrow when we start the third week of Advent. Thank you, Thank you. Bob. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah, you too.